Nadarim per Gimel Mishnah Base 3.2, and the Mishnah continues on explaining those four categories of Nadarim that are batal, that are not valid from the outset. Um, they're mutter, as the Mishnah says. So yesterday we talked about, in the previous Mishnah, Nidre Zeruzen, Nadarim made to induce someone to do something as part of um, negotiations, etc. Here we're going to discuss Nidre Havai and Nidre Shkagos, Nadarim that are um, really exaggerations, that's Havai, or Nadarim that are Shkagos that are made on accident, inadvertent. So here we go. Mishnah says, Nidre, nidre Havai. What's an example of that? This sort of exaggeratory, hyperbolic nether. Amar, the guy says, Konam, something is forbidden to me with, as if it were Corbin, the blank isn't filled in, but it's something. He says, my sandwich is forbidden to me. Imlo re'isi vaderech if I didn't see on that road as many people as came out of Egypt, out of Egypt came 600,000 men, so we're talking about that many people, maybe women and children as well. The point is, this is clearly a rhetorical flourish, doesn't mean literally to count all the people, and if there's really 599,000, then he should be um, forbidden from eating a sandwich, etc. He was just using it as um, for rhetorical purposes to make a point, and that being the case, it's clear from the outset, even though his... Nether conforms with a strict formula required to make a nether. It doesn't matter. The context tells us, once again, that he didn't mean for it to be binding. Similarly, if he says, He says again, something's forbidden to him as a korban, let's say a sandwich, if the snake that he saw wasn't like the beam that's used in the olive press. So exactly what it is about the beam that he had in mind is not perfectly clear in different explanations. The point is something about the quality of the snake, the pattern on its back, the shape of its body, whatever the story is, um, was like the base habad, the olive press's beam. Clearly this is not meant to be taken literally because a snake is a snake and a beam is a beam and they're not exactly the same. So the point is, again, it's a rhetorical flourish. He means it for the sake of, you know, making an impression on someone, but not really to be bound. And therefore, context tells us he never meant it and therefore pivoli v'shavin. Piv Velibo Enam Shavan, his heart and his mouth were not in alignment. He didn't really mean in his heart what he said with his mouth, therefore he's not bound. The next of the four, this is number three, is Nidre Shkagos, the Dharam that are the conditions are fulfilled but inadvertently. He didn't mean to be bound by them. For example, if he says something's forbidden to him by force of it being like a Corban, Imloa Khalti Vimlo Shasisi. He says, My car will be forbidden to me, it's a Corban if I ate today, or if I drank today. And he, when he said it, he was again being rhetorical. He thought he hadn't eaten or drunk, and he didn't remember he had, and therefore he was just trying to make the point that he's, you know, how hungry he is or something like that. But then, v'niz karsha achal v'shasa, if after he makes that nether, he, he remembers, oh my gosh, I actually did eat something or drink something today, but he forgot about it at the time. Again, he won't be bound, because once again, we need pivali v'shavan, and they're not. Now actually, yeah, fine. Similarly, if it says, Sha'ani ochel v'sha'ani shosa, um, again, he says something like, if I eat or drink, then whatever should be forbidden to me, he forgets he made that stipulation, and then later on, v'shachach, um, he forgets, v'achel v'shasa, then he eats or drinks, so again, he won't be bound. This is actually a big chiddush, right? Because he said something explicitly, he said, if I eat today, then my phone will be forbidden to me forever as a korban, and then he goes and eats. So that sounds like ticked all the boxes, the phone should be forbidden to him. However, um, there's a chiddush, the Gemara says, he needs to mean it and be mindful 
that when he is being obligated in his nether, that he was actually mindful of that fact. This is based on a, on a drasha. The Pasuk says in Vayikra, Perakei Pasuk Dalad 5.4, O nefesh ki sishava, or for a person, should he take some kind of oath or vow? Then it says, L'chol asher whatever he expresses with his mouth, Ha'adam b'shvua, the Adam, the person, in the form of a shvua, of an oath. So that word Ha'adam seems to be superfluous. It already talked about nefesh, whoever they were talking about. Therefore, Ha'adam, we say it has to be like a person, and what is called an Adam? A person, a real a real man, a real Adam, is a person who um, is mindful of his actions and understands their consequences. And since at the time he did the eating, he forgot the consequences included that that was a condition for his netter to be binding. Therefore, he's not bound by his netter. So that would be a case of a shagaga, of an inadvertent fulfillment of the explicit conditions of the nether, but he didn't have pivoli and he didn't intend for it to be binding, and because it's rush of, of Adam, even though he said it, then it sounds like it should be binding. If he doesn't understand at the time he's contravening, he's crossing the line that he said he wouldn't cross, he doesn't remember, he's not mindful, that will make his nether be binding. It's not binding. Okay, one more example, this is an interesting one. It says... Amar Kona, okay, we say Konam, he again makes something forbidden to him by force as if it were a korban. Ishti, nanesli, my wife from getting benefit from me. Why? Sheganva eskisi, because she stole my wallet. Veshikisa esbini, or because she beat up my son. So he is explicitly saying, I'm punishing my wife, making something forbidden to her, because of what she did, she stole, or she beat my son up. Now, since he said it explicitly, if it turns out it turns out that we learn, he learns she actually never did hit the sun, or she never stole any money, so then the wallet, so then um, it turns out that since he was explicit in his reason for effecting the nether because of what she did, and she never did it, so therefore it's considered a shkaga, an inadvertent um, uh, nether, which would not be binding. Now, this is important to hear this next sentence here. Um, it's because he explicitly said it. Usually we say the general rule is things that you are thinking inside your heart don't count. It's what you say that matters. Um, and that's these cases in the Mishnah are sort of the exceptions to that rule. So here, uh, let me just sort of we put some, some parameters so to define those exceptions. It's clear from the fact he said, my wife may not get benefit from me because she stole my wallet, that he's making that explicitly because she stole. If it turns out she didn't steal, so then we'll say clearly he never meant for her to be bound by the nether, and therefore it's not binding. However, if it wasn't explicit, he comes home, he suspects his wife stole something from him, he blurts out, my wife shall never get benefit from my stuff ever again, period. And he doesn't say the reason why. Even though, you know, there's some subtext, context, something going on over there, which would say why he's prompted to do that, we can't be certain. We can't be certain why he made that vow, because maybe it wasn't because she stole me, it was for something else. And that being the case, since he only said my wife is, you know, restricted under the certain nether, even if it turns out she didn't steal anything, the nether will still be binding. Because... We don't know what he was thinking. He didn't say why he made that netter, so we assume that it was binding. And we can't be certain it was because he thought she stole something. Then, that being the case, we need to do Hattar Sadaram to move on from there. Okay. Now, the last case of the Mishnah here um, 
is actually really really fascinating. Here's what's here's the, the backstory. A guy walks into his field. He sees in the distance his there's some people eating figs off his fig tree. He is furious. He wants to lay it on thick to make them really face severe consequences, at least in Shemaim. And therefore, he says that his figs should be forbidden to them as if they were korbanos. Now, what does that mean? That means they're not just stealing from him, they're stealing from Hashem. And that's all the worst, right? That's Meila. So, now, um, that being the case, um, the, if the nether should be effective. What happens is, it turns out, he realizes that the guys over there are his family members, his dad or his brother or both. And that being the case, says the Ron, it's obvious he never meant to do that to his father or to his brother. So he didn't want the netter to be binding, and therefore, as a shkaga and inadvertently, um, erroneously uttered nether, it won't be binding. Um, that's straightforward. The question is, and this is the Machlokas now, what happens if there were actually three people there? It was his father, his brother, and his brother's buddy, who he doesn't know, and if it was just his brother's buddy alone, he very well may have made such a nether. So that means that when he said that the when he said that the fig should be forbidden as a Corbin, he essentially didn't mean it regarding his father or brother, but essentially did mean it regarding the friend. So do we say if the nether was only partially meant to be made, it's still binding, um, on at least on the other guy, on the on the friend, the brother's friend? Or do we say, no, once you can't fulfill part of the, me- the nether, you can't fulfill the whole nether, and therefore it's not binding at all, and everyone could be, you know, no one's restricted by force of that nether. So, the mission says, inside. Ra osan ochlin te'enim. Our hero sees someone in the distance eating figs off his tree. Va'amar, so he declares, Hare aleichem korban. Those figs are to you as if they were korban. V'nimtu aviv va'achiv. It turns out it was either his aviv and or v'achiv. It was his achav. It's his brothers. So that being the case, obviously didn't mean it to be binding on them. So it wouldn't be binding. However, v'hayu imahem acherim. There was other people as well, besides for the father and brother, who he would have wanted to be restricted by this nether. So beshamay omrim hen mutarim umashimahen asurin. Beshamay say, listen. The father and brother, they're not restricted. They could eat the figs, but the other guys are restricted by the nether, as the guy made. Well, Basil Omrim, Eluv Eluv Mutarim, Basil say no. The rule is um, if you are Mivatel Amiktas, if you annul a part of the nether, then Batel Kulo, the whole thing becomes annulled. And that being the case, since it didn't go on the father or the brothers, it also won't be binding on the brother's friends, and therefore the netter simply isn't isn't binding at all. And of course, as usual, the lacha goes like base halal.